0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fees, 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See T-Mobile.com. America faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius.
1: An amazing message on Twitter today from the president of El Salvador. He's a Trump type. He calls himself the CEO of El Salvador. He's definitely a right winger. And here's what he wants the people of America to know. And folks, this says everything about where we are right now. Here's his tweet. He wants you to know that our government, our intel agencies are supporting and funding communist movements In El Salvador that are attempting to overthrow the country. (laughs) Think about that. Here's his tweet. U.S. taxpayers should know that their government is trying to use their money to fund communist movements against the Democratic elected and with a 90 percent approval rating government in El Salvador. It's not working, though, he said. The people of El Salvador won't go back to that terrible past. Folks, our intelligence agencies have become free-floating, non-state-acting, oppressive regimes, only remotely tethered to America via the funding they get from Congress, but not overseen by Congress in any meaningful way. They're an instrument for coups and color revolutions all over the world, putting people in power that range from, yes, some of their favorites are communist to Ukraine, almost flat-out Nazis. That's who the Obama administration installed there in their Orange Revolution, all while running coups in this country, most especially the Russia, Russia, Russia lie to discredit. And they hope to remove Trump. They ultimately did at the ballot box in this country. A Twitter follower of mine nailed it after I tweeted about this in his comment. Here's what he wrote. But of course we are. Of course we're trying to help communists overthrow the elected government of El Salvador. He writes, It's amazing that we get more reality about ourselves from other countries than we get from our own media. Yep, pretty much nails it. Now you watch. There'll be near zero congressional curiosity about this. It came from a head of state. My God, he's the president of El Salvador. But no one will ask about it. Nobody will be interested in it. Why? Because the CIA and the FBI files on all them, too. That's not speculation. We actually know that. John Brennan spied on Dianne Feinstein, Democrat, Rand Paul, Republican, Lindsey Graham, Republican. In fact, the whole Intel Committee, when they were investigating the CIA uh, for their rendition tactics, he then lied about it to them under oath. But they did nothing. They let him apologize. By the way, he broke the law in spying on them. But he was allowed to. So... When you illegally spy on Congress members, then lie to them about it under oath, and they let you apologize, you know who's in the driver's seat. You know who has the power, and it ain't Congress. It's the CIA and the FBI and probably the NSA, too. Our intel agencies, folks, clearly here, as you can see in this tweet from the president of El Salvador, are becoming instruments of terror the world over. Put simply, the folks in our intel agencies are communists. And they support communist and authoritarian regimes everywhere. It's not more complicated than that. And they want to have one here, which brings us to the big topic today for the podcast. The Democrats plan to absolutely, utterly and completely annihilate the middle class. The outlines of it have taken shape over the last three weeks, and it's terrifying. Now, I don't want to depress you. So before we go any further, let me warn you. I don't think they have the votes to get any of this through right now, unless Joe Manchin or Kirsten Sinema decide they're going to compromise. But for right now, we're good. But that doesn't mean we can't ignore the implications of the Democrat agenda going forward. It is astonishing what they are trying to push through Congress right now, because the effect on the middle class would be immediate and devastating. I'm talking about economic collapse level. Devastating. It's simply stunning that they're even trying it. It's got four parts. The first already passed the House, hasn't passed the Senate yet. It was laid out this week in a Wall Street Journal editorial. A 17% increase in Americans' heating bills. Can you imagine doing this right now? And here's the theme you're going to get as I lay this out. None of this is misguided liberal policy. Oops, we thought it'd work out better than that. No, this is deliberate. This is as if they sat down and went, how can we crush the middle class? And why would they want to crush the middle class? Because every socialist and communist communist regime does. It's part of the playbook. It's part of the textbook. You can't have absolute power over people who have upward mobility. And so in their societies, the only people who manage... A middle-level income are functionaries of the party. There is no economic upward mobility. That's how it is in China. Those people aren't business people. They're members of the party in high standing who've qualified to be allowed to run a business. That's a very different thing than an actual middle class. And there aren't middle classes in these countries. And they know the way to power is to eliminate the middle class. And it's what they're doing. And let's start there's there's four parts of it right now. You can begin to see their agenda take place. Let's start with the first one. Right now, as they know people are struggling, is this the time to increase their heating bills by 17%? A logical person would say no. The Democrats said yes. The details of the Biden administration's plan to raise... Your heating bills by 17 percent. Folks, right now with the inflation we have, that's cruel. Anyway, uh, the Wall Street Journal just published an editorial called the Stealth Gas Heating Tax. And here's what it is. They slap a tax of fifteen hundred dollars per ton on natural gas. This will hit by 2025. Again, this is already past the house. Okay, this is the height of cruelty and. So what happens there, the Wall Street Journal says, is it'll, of course, be passed on to consumers. Now, the reason for this is supposedly so that Biden can contribute to the recent Glasgow vow to reduce global methane emissions 30 percent by 2030. But what it'll actually do, according to the American Gas Association, the methane tax will add another 17 percent on an average customer's bill. Damn! I mean, just... Wow. Um, And the Energy Information Administration, by the way, is warning that but before that 17 percent increase. okay, about half of U.S. households that primarily heat with natural gas will already pay 30 percent more this winter than they did a year ago and up to 50 percent if the winter is cold. So the Biden administration saw that went, ah, what's another 17 percent more? Um, At that point, you got dead people. You got dead people freezing to death in their homes. Why would they do this? They are trying to put as much pressure as possible on the middle class. That's why. Let's get to thing number two in the war on the middle class. And again, as you look at this, this is me outlining what living under them would be like if they ever got the two additional votes they need to get this through in the Senate. Number two, make working to support your family nearly impossible. Yep, the UK Daily Mail has the details of that today in an article headline. You got to read this. I mean, it's just headline Biden's Build Back Better plan could double the cost of childcare and act as an up to $30,000 tax on middle class families. Now, this is the second time that this has been reported. The New York Post had a different study on this. This one is actually worse. For a family with an infant and a four-year-old... The bill could slap them with an additional $27,000 cost for care. And the way that the bill does this is by assuring that daycare workers make 60k a year on average. In other words, more than most of the parents dropping the kids off. Now, those at the lowest poverty levels, of course, wouldn't pay. This would begin to hit the middle class and up, and they wouldn't be the middle class anymore after these uh, kind of payments that we're talking about. Essentially, what this is, is bringing Obamacare to daycare. Remember what Obamacare did? Exact same thing. Obama promised it would lower the cost for the average family of four by twenty five hundred bucks. But after a few years of Obamacare, the Health and Human Services secretary reported that the cost of the average premium, that's the average family health care plan for a family of four, had increased by one hundred and five percent, one hundred and five percent. That's more than double. And that's because what happened was. Uh, lower middle class and low income people were then having their health care paid for by the middle class whose bills went up, but whose health care went down. So this is, they're doing this. It's like, if you want to put your own two kids in daycare, well, sorry, you're going to have to send a third kid too and pay for that. Sorry. And what is the cost of this free daycare, you ask? Oh, $3 trillion more on the debt. Wait, what? Yeah, remember Joe Biden telling us How it was all going to be free. That the cost was zero, zero, zero.
2: The cost of the Build Back Better bill in terms of adding to the deficit is zero, zero, zero. And it does not increase the debt. When you talk about the number, we shouldn't even talk about the numbers because it's all paid for. In addition to that, half of it is a tax cut. It's not spending money. It's a tax cut for working class people.
1: Uh... No, says the Congressional Budget Office, a federal government agency that scores these bills to find out what the real costs are. Actually, it's not a one point seven trillion dollar bill. It's a five trillion dollar bill over a decade. Budget gimmicks gimmicks hide that, they say. And how much of it is actually paid for? Uh, Two trillion. Well, even in common core math, that means three trillion is not paid for. We'd have to borrow it. So here's the deal the Democrats are offering Americans. Uh, you can pay $3 trillion. Your kids will pay off $3 trillion so that we can raise your daycare costs. I look at that and go, why don't you just raise my daycare costs for free if you're going to kneecap the middle class? So it's all a lie. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
0: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
1: So in addition to all of that, just to good and extra crush the middle class, the build back broke bill, as I call it, also has a middle class tax increase because it gets rid of the Trump tax cuts. The only people, in fact, getting a tax decrease in there are billionaires and millionaires from blue states who do actually get a tax cut. So on top of dramatically raising the costs for daycare for the middle class, a lot of them also get hit with a tax increase. The multi-trillion dollar package includes funding for things like environmental justice initiatives, housing grants for felons, and government grants for illegal immigrants. And President Biden once again insisting he won't raise taxes on the middle class in order
2: to pay for it all. And no one, no one earning less than $400,000 a year will pay a single penny in federal tax.
1: Despite that promise, the nonpartisan tax policy center found the Build Back Better bill would actually raise taxes for 20 to 30 percent
0: of middle class families, according to their analysis released last week. Not
1: good. Which leads us to the fourth part of the plan to destroy the middle class. They've already deployed that one. It's inflation. There's a decent chance this thing passes because most of the spending... That would require the borrowing and the printing, the $3 trillion worth of borrowing and printing. Most of that spending's up front. It's not on the back end of the 10 years where they collect the taxes. So there's a good chance this passes and it destroys the dollar outright. Why is that? Because foreign governments will begin dumping the dollar something they have not done in large numbers yet many of them have simply started investing in bitcoin on the side but you'll see you'll see governments begin to dump the dollar i mean putin's all but said that russia would do it if Washington continues, you'll see this. And he's the only one speaking it out loud. Everybody else is too polite, to. But it's exactly what they'll do. Businesses will dump the dollar, too. So if you think inflation's bad now because we have all these extra dollars floating around, wait until others across the world stop transacting in the dollar. And start using other currencies. That's what this bill puts us in danger of. And you can see the full horror of it. In the $3 trillion price tag. In other words. The whole thing according to the Congressional Budget Office. Comes to $5 trillion, roughly over a decade. But only $2 trillion of it is paid for. That leaves a $3 trillion bill. That would be an all-time record. For printing and borrowing. It's never been done before. Not by the U.S. and not in human history. Especially not on top of. Of the $5 trillion in monopoly money we've already injected into our economy during COVID. I mean, these are staggering numbers. They simply can't continue. So to know that level of inflation is here and is coming and to pour gasoline on it while kneecapping Americans' ability to even put their kids in daycare so they can work. It's an endless spiral. It'll crash and burn. It's part of their plan to destroy the middle class permanently. I want to jump on this, though, and, and I don't want to stress you out with all of that because they don't have the votes, but I want you to understand who they are. They are not misguided, they are not confused. This is their plan. But an extraordinary thing has happened over the last couple of days. Mohammed Al Aryan, if you spend any time watching the finance cha- financial channels, you know that name. Uh, he's a huge name in hedge funds, finance, all of that kind of stuff, uh, investing actually used the word stagflation on CNBC the next day so did the Wall Street Journal it's becoming okay to speak it why didn't they speak it before In the beginning of the summer when I was telling you that by the end of the year we would see escalating inflation while everybody else was calling it transitory why is Muhammad Al-Aryan doing this now let me let me show you the let me show you the headline on this article. This is a big deal at C N B C it 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 is in the financial world. El Arian says transitory was the worst inflation call in the history of the Fed. He is the uh, alliance chief economic advisor, it's a very famous prognosticator, very long track record um, of, you know, accurate prognostication for financial markets. Okay. Mohammed Arian is not stupid. He's much smarter than I am. And I figured this out in the beginning of the summer. It wasn't hard to know. I don't even have an economic degree. Why didn't Al Arian say it? Why didn't anybody else say it? This is now the worst inflation call in the history of the Fed. Why didn't they say it? Because they all knew the Democrats would send the SEC after them, the regulators after them. And the reason nobody would tell you the truth about the coming inflation is because they knew the Democrats were trying to pass the BBB bill and the infrastructure bill. That they wanted to get that money in the chute before anybody figured out inflation was real and would be long-lasting. Now that it is clear that the Democrats missed their deadline uh, for the build-back-broke bill and that they're not going to get it, these people are beginning to crawl out. Elon Musk started it last week by calling our level of spending insane. He's the world's richest man. That made it okay for Al Arian to come out and add a little bit to it even using the word stagflation. Heck, I'm shocked to use stagflation and skipped right over the hyperinflation that we are definitely headed into right now. This clip from Mohammed el on CNBC is a huge, as Trump would say, deal. Not only did he use the word stagflation, but what he's admitting here is that the Fed, while they were still lying to us about inflation being transitory, should have been hiking rates to stop the runaway train that might now be unstoppable. That's what he means. Interest rate hikes should have started months ago. It's almost too late.
2: And that is starting to signal more concern about a policy mistake, which is the Fed not going fast enough in the beginning and then having to overdo it later on. So that's why you're seeing these curves flatten with the two tens now down to 76 basis points. So that's
1: what you think the message is from the markets these days? I mean, that's pretty complicated that they're not gonna move quickly enough, but then they'll have to do a whole lot to catch up and that's gonna hurt the economy pretty extremely?
2: Yes, and that's the worry, okay? And that inflation has become, as I've said to you in the last few weeks, the major threat to the markets. That the Fed simply has underestimated um, the inflation threat. It has stuck to the transitory call for too long. And now it is exiting that call, but is doing it late. And it's doing this in the face of two other developments, which is a new COVID variant and what's happening in China. So that's why the market is starting to sense this, this notion that we are going to have a policy mistake that will add in the short term to the stagflationary winds, wins and in the long term may well cause the risk of a recession
1: the risk of a recession is he kidding me if we just had a recession that'd be fantastic if that's as bad as he's got wow okay so this is the beginning of people who are credible people beginning to tell you the truth and if they were lying to you then, I can guarantee you they're lying to you now. There's one thing you will not hear. If you catch it anywhere, send it to me. They say things like, inflation will go on to 2023. Yeah, maybe 2024. I'll be here till then. Okay, that creates the impression Oh, these prices that we have right now. They'll, they'll be here till then, but then they'll go down. No, no, no. Inflation. What does that mean? What does inflate mean? It means like blow up the balloon, right? As long as you're inflating, it's still growing. When they say inflation is going to be here till 2023, they mean these prices will continue to escalate at this level. Alerian puts it at 4%. I think it's more like 6 because there's absolutely nothing to change what's going on now. So wrap your minds around that, what that means. Inflation through 2023 doesn't mean the prices lock in at today's price and stay there. It means they continue to grow and grow and grow and grow and grow, and grow at an abnormal rate through 2023. Do you know how long that is? Are you seeing how fast they're growing up now? And that's the thing you will not catch. Any of them saying on the mainstream financial channels, what's the bottom line? What a price is going to be like by 2023 at this rate. Heck, even a 4% rate. They don't say. There's a reason for that. And that reason is the same reason they all lied when they knew damn well better that it wasn't transitory. It's another kind of lie. The lie of not saying. When they all know, folks, we have another problem too, and it's a big one. We have to pass a federal budget next year, and I don't know if you know this, but we typically borrow about half the federal budget. Roughly two trillion of it comes in in taxes. We borrow the other half. The Democrats are always already saying they want to increase the, the federal budget by fifty percent. In other words, they want to offload a lot of this stuff that was in the BBB into the federal budget, where Mansion and Cinema will then have cover to vote for it. Well, whoa, whoa, wait a minute! If we increase it by fifty percent. Would that mean we'd have to borrow four trillion dollars instead of two? Yeah, folks, I don't know that we can borrow and print another two trillion dollars without tanking the market, the 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 uh, the dollar right now, and, and then eventually the markets. Stock markets always go up in the middle, in the middle of a uh, and in the beginning of, I should say, an inflationary cycle, uh, and then they'll begin to taper off in the middle, and as the whole thing crashes and burns to the end. So. So first, I mean, I seriously, I, I have questions about how we can even at this point with all of the printing that we've done and the five trillion dollars of monopoly money washing around in a twenty two trillion dollar economy. I, I don't know if we can pass a whole budget at this point. I mean, I think we should be in extreme austerity, uh, if nothing else. And if they're going to print two trillion instead of uh, I'm sorry, if they're going to print four trillion instead of two trillion this time, I, I don't know. But we needed the rate hikes yesterday. They can't come soon enough. And yes, they're going to devastate the real estate industry. But that's the most small price to pay to stop runaway inflation. Or what did Mohammed Alarian the word he finally used, his big word? On CNBC, if we're going to stop stagflation from coming. It's got to be done. It has to be done now. We have to stop pretending everything is okay and that passing the BDB will combat inflation rather than set it on fire. In other words, we must start living in reality. We don't have a lot of time left.
0: Battleground America with Terra Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share
1: with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening.